Welcome back. That's right, me again. The big fella. Talking about MMA and all that shiz, yeah? Um, I'm back this week because I should have been doing this consistently. I know I'm poor. I'm kind of okay with it. Uh, and I think too much of me can be a problem, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about recent goings-on in the MMA world. First of all, it's got to be talked about. Jorge Masvidal versus Darren Till was at the weekend. And a lot of people picked Darren Till just because he's bigger and all this kind of stuff. I, I, I don't know. Um, I always thought Jorge was going to win. Very easy to say now. Um, obviously, after he's done it. But I always saw him as a better boxer than Darren Till. No, Not taking anything away from Darren Till, but he's a Muay Thai fighter and he's very Muay Thai in his style. And... The last time I saw a guy in Muay Thai go against Masvidal was Donald Cerrone, I believe, who did not do too well against him. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it, overall, um, great fight, I thought. It was, there was no, <laughs> well, for the first time in a long time, there's absolutely no doubt in anyone's mind who won that fight. Uh, he basically killed Darren Till in that fight. It was hideous to watch. Um, I mean, he knocked him dead. Dead. Uh, and he hit him with an, a great left hook. But what really concerned me is I saw that left hook happen, I don't know, six to seven times before the one that landed clean. And Darren Till didn't raise his right hand once after that. Now, I don't know whether that was because he was confident that the power wasn't hurting him whether he just got too confident in his own hype. I don't know what it was, but either way, it didn't look good for Darren Till. Um, I like Darren Till. I think he's a great fighter. I think he. I think he's great. I don't think he's elite, elite. I think he beat Stephen Thompson, but now when I look back on it, I think, well, maybe he was just tailor-made to do that style with Stephen Thompson. Thompson's not really a guy that comes forward and brings it. Um, Till could actually impose his will on him they're both big guys cut a lot of weight both probably drained Masvidal doesn't cut weight really as much as he used to fight 155 he moved up because he wasn't making that much money at 155 and he wanted to see how he could go and so far he's done great um, and now he's he's beaten Till who was the you know the guy before Usman to challenge for the title um, and yeah I mean it, it was it was a great fight uh, I don't believe it should have won fight of the night, to be quite honest, but, you know, that's one of them. Uh, Leon Edwards, he got in a good win against Gunnar Nelson. Uh, people said, oh, I don't know how they scored it for Gunnar Nelson. No, I don't either, but then when you look back at the way that MMA scored, there are certain things like him being mounted at the, top, the end of the fight. They all just work in certain favours. Leon definitely won that fight in my eyes, particularly with the damage that he did to Gunnar Nelson. It just... Gunnar seems to be stuck in this mould of not being able to progress any further than top gatekeeper. And I'd love to see him do it. And, and like his last win against Oliveira was incredible. Oliveira was looking great in his last few fights. And... 
yeah, it was it was an odd one, you know. And then to see Gunnar go down again like this to Leon Edwards, Leon Edwards is professing he's the best welterweight in the UK. I'm not too sure. I still think a fight with Darren Till would be not good for Leon. I know he's a, a bit more wrestling based, but I think Till's just too big for him, too strong. I say that now, but who knows, you know, in the long run. Um, not, a, I mean, it was a good fight between Leon and, Leon and Gunnar, but I wasn't that really invested in it. Um, just one of those that's on the card, you know. I, I don't think a lot of people care about Leon, Leon Edwards, as you can see by his, um, by the reaction of the crowd when he came in, which was pretty daunting, I'm sure, for him. But, yeah, I, I personally think that the... Uh, the fighting night should have gone to Diakese and Joseph Duffy in Myers. That was a great fucking fight. Um, Molly McCann looked great. I'm just talking through the English guys. Also, Mike Grundy and Nad Naramani. These kind of fights never get a look in because they're first on the card, but that was a great fight between Grundy and Nad Naramani. Um, Grundy, obviously, a lot of hype going into it. A lot of wrestling experience, but he struggled to take Nad down. And so now you've got to look at it as though... He's a tough punching guy. Nad hurt him beforehand, and then Grundy hurt him back, and then finished the fight. It was it was just a great fight overall. And Nad, I feel sorry for him. Um, he he worked. He looked great in the second round. Uh, up until that point, he looked great until he was finished. But that's the fight game. Unfortunately, it's a, it's a fucking pain in the ass. Um, Jack Marshman and John Phillips. Not a great decision. Marshman gets another win, finally, after, I think, three or four losses in a row. We all expected fireworks in that fight, and it didn't deliver. As these kind of fights go, sometimes they just don't deliver, and that, and that one didn't. But I'll tell you who did deliver, Nathaniel Wood. I mean, that guy looks more and more... I mean, his nickname's The Prospect, and you know why? Because it's fu- he's fucking... He looks great. Wherever the fight goes, where he just seems to be the complete martial artist. Obviously, he's got a long way to go. He's young and he's he needs to be tested at, I think, in incremental stages. At the minute, he's doing really well where he is. And I think they need to keep being smart with him, given the fights that he ha- you know, that he needs rather than the ones that he wants. He's 25. He's got fucking years ahead of him. Years ahead of him. Bantamweight, whether he goes up to feather at some point, who knows. But he's absolutely on a tear. Um, I, I'm really excited to see where he goes and how his career comes out. I remember watching him win the title for Cage Warriors. Uh, I believe it was against... Christ, it might have even been as far back as... I think it was Kovacevic that was the title fight. It was a, it was really tough, but he won in front of his home crowd. It was, it was beautiful. And then to see him again on London... In front of his hometown crowd, it was it was great to see, and he's got three submissions now in a row. Um, yeah, he, he looks like he's going to be the, the top guy, and he's getting KOs in the lower leagues, finishing fights in the UFC. The the kid looks like he's going to be something special. I interviewed him a few years ago. Really nice guy. Really, you know, focused, down to earth. Just wants to work hard and keep going, and I've got to respect that in him. Now. Moving on that, we're two weeks removed from uh, Usman versus Woodley. Now, before the fight, as you know, uh, people were calling Woodley to possibly be the greatest welterweight of all time. 
I still think he probably is in that mould. You know, people say he's probably not. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. He just got at, he just got outworked by Usman. He, something looked off with Tyron. I don't know whether uh, people say in the fight game that age catches up with you overnight, and it probably does. You know it. At 36 or however old he is, there's probably a moment where he's thought, oh, fuck, I've reached it. You know, I'm at the point where I've I've come to the end. But who knows? He's saying he's going to come back. I don't know. Um, but it's a shame to see him go out of that. Usman, to be fair to him, dominate the whole fight. I mean, it wasn't the most interesting to watch, let's face it. But it was interesting in the sense that it was pure domination from one athlete to another. You don't see that very often in sports. And this time, we saw that in his purest form. Uh, I think the scores were... I think there were two 10-8 rounds in there. Um, pretty bad for Tyron. But, you know, maybe he goes back to the drawing board. Maybe he was sick. Maybe there was something wrong with him. Who knows? But I don't think we'll see him challenging for a while. Obviously, Dana White doesn't like him. Um, ben Askren's in that division. That's his friend as well. Uh, and he beat Robbie Lawler on the same one with the bulldog choking. What was an absolutely epic fucking fight. Epic fight. Um, only lasted three minutes, but fuck me. Those guys. Lawler nearly killed him at the beginning. I mean, Askren looked like he was going to die in that. He flicked him on his head, fucking spun him around, pounded the shit out of his face. It was hot. It was putting a hole in his head. It was gross. And then Askren puts on this fucking ridiculous bulldog choke Lawler's arm goes limp the referee stops it turns out he was now who knows what happened but it was a great fight to watch I don't think there's any reason to run it back I think no matter what Askren was going to hold on to that Askren was going to get that win in that situation no matter what um, it's so fucking painful and people don't realise that to be in that position but you know people can say what they want Askren deserved that fight he won it fair play to him um and on that card as well, there's a couple of mentions I've got to get in. First of all, Johnny Walker fucking destroyed Misha Serkinov in 38 seconds. Walker, to me, looks like the guy that could beat John Desmond. I'm not saying he will. I'm not saying he will here. Everyone calm down. But he looks like the guy who can do it. He's, he's big, he's athletic, he's uh, got all the skills, his power is fucking unreal. He looks like a, uh, a similar, I mean obviously he's not similar to Rumble Johnson in quite a lot of ways, but similar in his knockout power, he touches you and it's the kiss of fucking death. Um, but we've got to see how that translates to the higher level. We haven't seen it yet. Misha's a, a great test for it, and Misha Serkinov is... A bit of a veteran at 32. He's been around the UFC for a long time, beating some good guys, Nikita Krylov, for example, Kutaliba. Uh, you know, he he's done well. He, he's a good fighter. Um, but he doesn't do well against big punchers. Ozdemir, Teixeira, and Johnny Walker he's lost to. It was a surprise he lost to Krylov as well, because that was just... Everyone thought he was going to be Krylov. He won that, but he, he didn't. Um but Johnny Walker looks fucking solid. And I mean solid as hell. Um, just just great, you know, um, prospect to watch. Diego Sanchez needs to be shouted out for his beating of uh, Mickey Gall, who apparently bit him. 
all we can say is don't underestimate people based on their fucking age because Sanchez is a savage in all kinds of the words. Savage. That guy doesn't give a fuck. He's not even showing any signs of brain damage. What the fuck is going on? Anyway, the one that we do need to talk about, the the, the kind of biggest talks about person, one of the biggest talks about stars at the minute is Zabit Magomed Shapirov. Sharapov? Shapiro? Who fuck? Zabit. Beat Jeremy Stevens. Now, Jeremy Stevens is ranked higher than he should be. He's got like a record of 15 or 13, 15, 13 years. And somehow he's always seen as this elite level athlete. He's good. He's very good. He's got knockout power. But we don't see it that often. People mistake Jeremy Stevens for this kind of violent destroyer, but nah, he's not. He he struggles against longer opponents, such as Zabit. He couldn't capitalise on the third round. He's only got knockout power in the first if you take him longer than that, Steven struggles. Um, but anyway, good win for Zabit. I don't think it actually did his stock any good, though, because he didn't finish Jeremy, and it was a bit pitter-patter. There wasn't much to it. He was just... It looked like he was going through the motions in that fight, really. And he, he won, fair enough to him, but I didn't see anything that makes me st- go, that guy's the next fucking big thing, because he's not. Um, Cody Garbrandt on that card lost viciously to Pedro Munoz I don't know what it is about Cody since since those TJ fights and he started and he got personal for him he gets into these rock'em sock'em fucking brawl situations like he did with Munoz if he'd have stayed on the outside and used his technique and pumped the jab at him a bit more and used his head movement we'd be talking about a different winner right now Garbrandt just lets his fucking foolish pride get in the way he's one of those fighters where he thinks by shouting the loudest and saying oh, I'll fight anyone I'll fuck you up I'll do this that he's going to be a fucking champion that isn't what makes you a champion being a champion is about control and you know technique and just overall IQ in a fight and he does not seem to have it inside or outside a fight bless him um, and he needs to really consider what he's doing with his career. A few more knockouts like that, and he's just—he's going to have a chin so weak that as soon as it gets touched, he's just going to fall. And I don't want to see that with him because I think he's got the potential to be a great fighter. I mean, he beat Dominic fucking Cruz after a decade of no one beating him. The kid, and I know there's a lot of stuff for Team Alpha Male, and it does confuse me a lot about why they got rid of um, Justin. Uh, what's his fucking name? the head coach. Oh, fuck knows. Just in whatever. But since he left, they've lost... Well, I think they've lost 100% of their fights or something. It's... Apart from uh, the lady who still works with him. I can't remember her name. Vieira. I think Vieira or something. But... Yeah. It, they, they fucked up there. They they shouldn't have got rid of him. And... Team Alpha Male are looking on a bit of a skid at the minute. And the top of that card, which I'll, I'll move on to other things in a minute, but John Jones versus Anthony Smith. First of all, it was domination by John Jones. We've got to say that. He, he dominated Anthony Smith and, and used it. But the first couple of rounds, Anthony Smith looked like he was he was doing well in there. He, he was firing back. He looked like he belonged in there. And then something, he seemed to give up. 
I don't know what it was, but something mentally broke down in him, and it was it was tough to watch, to be honest, after that, because he just looked like he was waiting to get to the end of the fight. No disrespect to him at all, because this is a guy who moved up in weight class, went on a tear, and he deserved that shot, I think, because people were believing in him and what he was doing. But I also believe that the UFC at the minute are trying to get John Jones quick turnaround fights, and the best way to do that is to give him contenders who aren't necessarily going to be a danger to him. Um, and I think Anthony, they kind of wanted that because he had a little following. He was hot all the time. Uh, uh, and so people wanted to see the fight and they wanted to see the underdog come out on top. But unfortunately, it didn't happen this time. John Jones, though, my God, just phenomenal to watch. Just controls the action so easy. Just throws his hands out there, kind of, almost lulls you into his game. He doesn't... It's odd to watch because people always come and say, oh, I'm going to put it in his face, I'm going to do this, I'm going to fuck him up, I'm going to... And they never do. They never, ever do. They can't. There's something about him that is so hard to compete against. It's unbelievable. But hats off to Smith. He gave it his all. He it was, a, it was a good fight to watch. Yeah, he gave it towards the later rounds. Who cares? He fucking put it all out there. None of us will ever know what that's like. Well, most of us. To fight for a championship and stuff. It, fair play to him. He, I, I think we might see him back as well. He's still youngish. I think he's 29 or something. A lot of experience for his age. Uh, but those fights will catch up eventually. The, you know, the amounts of wins and losses. He's won 31, lost 14. He will catch up eventually. But I think he's got a few more years left in him. And I think he could challenge again if he, if he goes on another good streak. Um... But a fight I did want to talk about. I'm trying to think which fucking uh, event this came off. But I've looked around. It might be Lewis versus Dos Santos. But it was. I can't find it. Anyway, it's Brian Barberina versus. Let's have a look. Where the fuck is this fight? How long ago was this? Uh, in Ghana, it can't be that far. Oh, yeah, it was. It was Vincent Luque versus Brian Mourinho. A fight of the year contender back in February. February? I thought we talked about this before. Forget it. It is what it is. You know, in Ghana's fucking one now as well. And But Luque versus Barberino, if you haven't seen that, just go back and watch it. It's a fucking great fight. Um really just phenomenal uh, but things I do want to talk about TJ Dillashaw surprise surprise he's a cheat he's been stripped of his title and he they found an adverse finding his drug test he's been banned for a year I mean if anyone wants to pretend as though they didn't know you just got to look at his tits Right now, I'm a man with tits, but that's because I'm fat. He's got tits because he's got the gyno tits, and that's because he didn't cycle off steroids properly. And so that then gives you an increase in estrogen, which then gives you little titties, which he has had for many years. He also is a guy that managed to cut down an extra 10 pounds without much struggle. I mean, it, it doesn't say much to me. It just it doesn't surprise me it doesn't surprise me at all tj has always been a cocky shit always overly aggressive 
just yeah, I think it's always been known that he's a he's a cheat, and I'm starting to think that the old saying of Nate Diaz, everyone's on steroids. I think he's fucking right. The more and more that I see this game, the more that people test positive. I think they all are. I mean, there might be the few anomalies out there that aren't, but the top of the game, I think they're all doing it. I think they're all cycling, they're all there. Now, this is obviously just me speculating, but... They're getting caught out. All the champs are getting caught out. Jones, fucking... I mean, uh, Silver got caught out later on. Just anyone who's been at the top, really, they've been called at some point. And I know that's the old boys coming into the new age, but it wouldn't surprise me as well if we see a Tyron test at some point that goes wrong. I mean, look at the density of that guy for the abs that he's got. It's, again, it doesn't make fucking sense. Anyway, enough about that. I just think TJ Dillashaw, hopefully this brings him back down to earth. He remembers... To be humble and to not always... I mean, two months ago he was trying to be the champ champ, got knocked out. Now he's not a champion at all and he's relinquished the title. So who do we see going to that slot? I want to see Marais versus Sterling. I think that's a great fucking fight to be made. Um, and either one of them deserves to be champ. Sterling's coming up now. He's improving fight by fight. Um, Marais, he's been on a fucking... Steel since his first fight, which he lost by split decision, but then he got that back in his last fight and knocked out a Sun Sao. It's yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, he, he's phenomenal. I think he'd have beaten TJ anyway in my eyes. Um, so let's see where he goes and let's settle that fight in over a year's time when he comes back. Uh, also, uh, I, I'll go back to it. Jorge Masvidal uh, and Leon Edwards having their backstage fucking fallout. I mean, lads, come on. First of all, you're grown-ups. I know it's on Twitter. But for me, for Masvidal, the thing that I will say is Roberts was talking shit to him, a lot of shit to him at a press conference, trying to earn something off a name of a guy that just destroyed somebody who you said you were better than. So coming over and talking that shit, it doesn't sit well with me. Now, Masvidal, these, these athletes who aren't fighters, forget what real fighters are like. And Masvidal's a real fighter. He's been doing this since he was 14, 15 in backyards. If you're not expecting to get fucking anything coming out of you from a guy like that, you can go fuck yourself. You're an idiot if you think that. Don't act tough just because you've won a fight and you've got your boys around you. Also, I saw Leon put his hands up. That behaviour, you know, it's just, it can't be here. I know people will badmouth Masvidal because they're doing it, hitting him with the three-piece combo and the soda, which is fucking hilarious. But it's just don't don't mistake what this game is. These guys like Leon are, are mistaking what this game is. They're mistaking it for entertainment. It's not entertainment. It's a fight game. It's a very very different thing. And I think. They need to realise that when they run up on people like that, particularly with their boys around, they're going to defend themselves. Don't put your hands up. If you watch the video closely, you can see him put his hands up. People deny that that happened, but if you look closely, you can see he puts his hands up. And Masvidal's just ready to go. That's all it is. He's just he's one of those guys. He's always ready to fucking go. So can't blame that far. But I think Masvidal deserves 
a title shot after that win over Till, considering he was the last guy before his run. But I think he's going to have to wait for Colby to get out of the way. Um, so maybe put him in with Leon. Who knows? I, th- I think that would be a great fight. And I think, yeah, it's... Um, Yeah, I, I think that's what we need to see next. We need to see Leon and Jorge and Colby versus Usman. And Woodley, whoever he can get, great. Let's see it. Um, now, another fight that's been announced today is Luke Rockhold moving up to light heavyweight. We knew this was going to happen for a while versus Jan Blachowicz. Now, Blachowicz, uh, he got destroyed by who in his last one? I'm just trying to think. It's not, it's not a good choice of a fight for either of these guys, I don't think. I think there's a lot of... There's a lot to lose for both of them and not a lot to gain. Uh, Blatchett, I know he's ranked quite highly, but... I don't know, he's getting decision wins over Manoa and then he gets absolutely fucking murked by Thiago Santos. And I mean, murked. It was horrible. He lost to Patrick Cummings a couple of years ago. He lo- This is a guy that I don't see ever being above gatekeeper again. Um, but the reason why I don't see it doing much for Luke Rockhold is... He beats him. Where does he go? Oh, he's ranked now all of a sudden. That's it. It's one of those fights where they think, oh, we'll get an easy one in and we'll rank him. I don't think it's as easy as he thinks. Moving up weight is not always that easy. Anti Smith made it look easy. And Tiago Santos made it look easy. But they were big boys. Rockhold is a big boy, but he's also very lean compared to those two. So we'll have to see how that works out. Also, I don't really like Luke Rockhold. He's probably a great person in real life, but... The way he acts and behaves, I, I don't get on with him um, at all. I say I don't get on with him. Never met him. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's basically it today for the MMA with the big fella. Uh, I like to keep these short and concise. I am looking to get some guests on. Um, I am looking to do it more regularly still, like I say. But check me out. Fatty to Fire on Instagram. I'm doing funny rants of the day and stuff at the minute. Uh, I'm always on Twitter, Heroic Guru. And basically... Check me out. Check my shit out. If you like it, don't like it, up to you. But anyway, have a good evening, you fucks. And I'll see you soon.